1: Steve, you needed to be a little bit higher. Higher, like pitch higher. Hit the button. Okay. It's the worst damn sports show, period. <laughs> Setting the bar low for sports talk in Denver.
2: Actually, ooh. <laughs>
1: super, super low.
2: <laughs> can't, super can't low even remember, <laughs> it, huh? Well, never yeah, right. mind. First I talk over the intro. Then I I I, I did have that low. By the way, is that good?
1: I mean, you've blown us out the past couple times, with yeah. it, so, whatever so that you was do. Just trying
2: to make up for it. We'll <laughs> normalize it. We'll we'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. This is the worst M sports show, period. Uh, my name is Steve Burrell. That is Beardo. Yeah. And that is Producer Dubs. Hi. Who just figured out that we're going to do this today. Uh,
1: literally like seven minutes ago.
2: <laughs> it is a day early, and he hadn't responded to any of our emails. Well, to any of Beardo's emails.
1: You know, one of the uh, co-hosts on the show that I actually get paid to do, um, JJ <laughs> Indiana, <laughs> uh, he had a baby. Congratulations to him. Welcome to healthy. the Terror Dome. Yes. His life is forever changed. Uh And the other person whose name is on the show was in Jamaica. So I've just had a lot going on. And then on top of that all, my car got booted. Oh, (laughs) sweet. So that was a thing. That's great. Uh, And so I had to get that taken care of yesterday. And coincidentally, it was on the same day that I had to go to court for a parking ticket or a speeding ticket. So it was just kind of a, it's been a hectic 24 hours. That
2: is the dance. That is the dance that you do in downtown Denver when it comes to, was it the street sweeping? Is that what got you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That is what we do. Yeah.
1: So I actually, I had to go to like one of those magistrates, the parking magistrates and be like, listen, you guys say I owe you $1,400. That is ridiculous. And she's like, yeah, that kind of looks ridiculous. So they knocked it in half and it was 700 bucks. Oh did you gosh. have
3: like just a lot of unpaid what, parking yeah. tickets? What did you do?
1: So the parking tickets if you wait, they double in price and then if you wait even longer, they add a collections fee to them. Oh. And so you can have like the I think I had I think I had 5 that were legitimate parking tickets. 6. 5. Or and six. then and then oh, I mean that's nothing. That's nothing. If I didn't have to pay it all at once, it would be not bad at all. Because it's like $25 or $50 a time, but then they double it, and it's $100. And then they add a collections fee to it, and it's $30. And then they add the boot fee on it for putting the boot on your car. You got to pay for the boot fee because you wanted that, right? So that's another $100. So it's just all this stuff.
2: That's amazing. think We all learned something here today. You pay your Stop tickets. parking in downtown Denver is what I, I learned. I wish I
1: didn't have to. <laughs> but if you buy a parking spot down there, it's like 200 bucks a month.
2: Yeah. Well, how many? How early would you have paid I'm, that up? I'm
1: breaking even, really, yeah. honestly. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Did a magistrate wear his sweet outfit?
1: It no. feel like
3: they should. No, with a title like magistrate. Now here's yeah. the
1: thing. So the ma- the parking magistrate who handled my parking tickets and got the boot off my car was not wearing anything cool. Then I went and got <laughs> I went to court for my speeding ticket, and I was driving really fast. And there was another magistrate that I talked to there, and she was wearing like the judge robes and everything. So I'm All a little right. bit confused if they have to dress up or not. I don't was
2: know. was it different days or was it the same day?
1: Literally one after the other.
2: Okay, like so I
1: I went from one building to the next building and waited an hour and had my court date.
2: So it wasn't like casual Friday at the magistrate's no. office. Okay, no. Sh- shall we? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait. We can't yet, because we have to start about talking about the first things, which we have an iHeart channel. We do officially have the iHeart channel. As a matter of fact, if you're listening on this, you'd know, because isn't that the only way you can listen to it now? No. No, you can still listen uh, through
3: Spreaker, um, I think, because we have the iHeart channel. It's also on iTunes. I need to yes, double-check oh, that. I think
1: so, too. Yeah. But we can also post it on our pages still, so it yeah. might be there. All um, right. So there
2: you go. We do have an iHeart media. channel. Yeah. Spread it around. It's easier to tell people about it now. When you go out and tell all your friends, like I'm sure you are, you're like, hey, just put in "Worst Damn" on the iHeartRadio app. It's the easy to use app. As a matter of fact, it's America's favorite music app. You guys been doing those too? Yeah. yeah oh so, yeah. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. We know those copy points well. Do you want to do the old uh, intro or the new intro? No, you know he didn't
1: hear it last week.
2: Okay. So do the new one. Okay. I'm gonna try You're to right keep it at a proper volume.
1: Topic one. Well, all that stuff. Let's make that. Happen.
2: Yeah, it's very
3: sporty. That was isn't? good. Yeah.
1: I love the Stewie in it.
3: Yeah, the 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 Family Guy reference in there and the, and the rock music at the end. That really gets you going. You got to get a little weenie in the butt sometimes, and that's what we did. <laughs> All right. Well, not exactly where I thought that First was going go, but... to go. But
1: catch a hot dog in her mouth gets a boob job.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Uh, so, <laughs> topic one this week is, of course, Broncos news. We finally know who is going to be our week one Regular season starter, which is big. And we're going to we, see a lot of them in the preseason game
1: yeah. this week. Do we finally know, or have we known all along? Well, I guess and that's now. kind of... I didn't
2: know. I didn't know. As a matter of fact, this goes against my, my base instinct, something that my father raised me, saying when there is an option, always go with the guy that looks like a pirate. No. Or the most like a pirate, no, at least. No,
1: that is terrible advice.
2: <laughs> Obviously, because he was awful. He looks so bad in both Paxton Lynch should be, I is it skill? Is it preparation? Like, what is it that, that make? because this wasn't uh, like, well, some guy beat out another guy. Paxton Lynch looked terrible. He looked terrible in both preseason games, and I know it's preseason, but there was some basic stuff he was doing wrong.
1: He isn't a quarterback. Obviously. He played running back in high school, Got got brought to Memphis. They run that spread option there. So he can, you know, throwing is very simple from the shotgun. Um, They need him to run. He needs to be mobile. So that's how he ended up playing quarterback. And you see him a lot like Tebow did. Less dynamic Tebow. uh, Less. uh, No, I mean, he was. They pretty much have the same skill set, to be honest with you. Um, they're both their throwing motions are super long. Both of them can create with their legs, um, so they have pretty similar skill, skill sets. But they just it doesn't transfer to the NFL well. He's got so much to learn about being a quarterback, not being a quarterback in the NFL, just being a quarterback that it makes it near impossible for him to win a job like this.
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, the the dude definitely has some actual athleticism to him and i think he's got a cannon of an arm but watching him mentally you can see it when he's going through reads and progressions and everything else it's just not there
2: man it's the read that that brian greasy picked apart that i think did him in and that's uh trying to force it to Rachel green over the top when he had a wide open demarius thomas running underneath yeah. and it was it was so incredibly obvious even for me who's not I'm not going to pretend to be an analyst. Like, but when I saw it unfolding, I was like, wait a minute. Like, That is obviously a bad decision. And I think if that wasn't his last pass, it was, it was right near the end. We're like, all right, you're done.
1: It's all one right. of those things, though, where you say that, but if the progression of the read dictates that he goes to Virgil Green first, then he needs to go to Virgil Green first. The problem is he needs to be smart enough to get off that read and on to his next one, which if... Which is a streaking Demarius Thomas, one of the best yards after catch guy in the NFL. But if that's not how the play is designed, I understand him mentally not getting there. It's quarterback maturity. It's understanding how to play the position and saying, all right, that's not there. I got to go to my next read, which is DT. And here you go. You know what I mean? So it's he just he he doesn't have it. He never did. It has been blatantly obvious to me. Throughout camp, and I just think that this is a no-brainer.
2: Yeah, I I agree.
1: So and I not do. Only,
2: wanna- yeah, not only that, though. Not only was that did was it blatantly obvious that he just wasn't ready for the job. Trevor Simeon comes in and he looks great. Like so, I'm right. Re- I'm not ready to to say because I'm still on the bandwagon. That I think he's Kyler Orton esque. Like oh, the, i'm gonna I'm put, not that such, kyle orton could that's win games such a
1: heavy burden to put on him
2: <laughs> i see what i see and i you know i, I hope i'm wrong my, obviously my, i hope i'm wrong i hope he's a world like i hope he i hope he sets the world on fire and i hope he gets out there or at least at the very least turns this into a, a modestly productive offense because that's all you need
1: my boy deuce uh on 95 7 the party had a great tweet that i think we actually retweeted we from worst Yeah, him and i were talking about um, it it was
2: the
3: funniest thing ever.
1: Which is, you know, Paxton Lynch is the bad boy. Like, if you're going to make this a dating analogy, Trevor Simeon is the nice guy that you bring home that wears a, you know, sweater and says hi to your <laughs> that parents. your
3: parents convince you to date. Right. Kind of looks like that. <laughs> right. And
1: Paxton Lynch is the bad boy and I disagree with that.
2: He's the pirate.
1: He's, no, he's not even, he's the kid with questionable hygiene. This is what I tweeted back. He's the kid with questionable hygiene who's failing his classes who already asked out two of your friends. That's who Paxton Lynch is. You don't want to date him either. So date the nice guy and see if you can win with him.
2: And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'm looking forward to seeing now with the first pre well third preseason game coming up. We'll be able to see a little more of the actual offense, not just some plays that they can go out there and, and run. This is
1: it. This is the one that they game plan for. So is Emmanuel this,
2: Sanders going to be part of this, this
1: I don't game know. or not? Uh, he just got that. Accident, I, I think everybody fine. said he's fine. Yeah. and
3: They cleared him for practice yesterday. Yeah. So generally, if you've got that couple of
2: days of practice under your belt, that are going to let
3: you play
1: in a preseason game. That doesn't like if it's regular season plays, if there's any
2: one out of this offense that could skip a game and not, or or the entire preseason, Emmanuel Sanders is definitely a candidate for that. But you
1: want him to get comfortable with Trevor and Trevor hasn't been getting all the first team snaps because you've had this competition. And we talked a couple weeks ago, how does this affect the Broncos? This is how it affects the Broncos. Now you're in a crash course. Now you've got to figure out how to work with Trevor Every snap, every play, every read. This is how I run this route. This is how I want you to throw that. And they had some of that from last year. But in a new offense, you want to have that timing down. And I don't know if they're going to have it.
2: We're going to get to see a heavy dose of Jamal Charles, supposedly, as well this week. So that's actually, now that this has been decided, there's a lot of questions about the whole running back position, too.
3: Oh, yeah. Because we're deep. Like, there's
2: weirdly deep. Like, not yeah. weird, like, boy, we got all this talent, but like, boy we got all this talent that's kind of on the same level
1: and and yeah. unlike quarterback where if you have two you don't have one in running at running back if you have four you've got four, yeah, got four. you know right, what I mean? right right so uh so they got plenty of talent there i don't think it's a problem i really don't I whatever. Whoever's back there, you make sure you run the plays that are designed for that specific type of back. You've got two really shifty guys and two kind of more in the middle type guys, yeah. if you ask me. Um and so you just make sure you got the right plays called for the right people and you just you just go. I mean so it's running back. Who
2: all right, so if you have four total, who is not making the team? Devontae Booker? <sighs> they can rest him for an injury for six weeks, I think. So they can pup him. They can Do that.
1: I think they can also sneak somebody onto the practice squad. Um, what's his face who I'm forgetting his name right now? Yeah, but
2: if you're moving someone to the practice squad, I believe that opens them up for waivers. They
1: are open to waivers, but I I mean if you've got five running backs, don't you try to keep four and try to sneak one through to the practice squad?
2: You could, but I think maybe the best move would be the 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 pup squad. The pup list. For just for for Booker, since he's not playing anyway and frankly was Fairly ineffective.
3: That was a after wrist,
1: that. if I remember right. Yeah,
2: he had sur- he had a fracture in his
3: wrist. He had surgery on it, and he's supposed to be out through like the first six weeks or something like
1: well yeah you can you can pop him if you you can ir him too and designate him for return in in eight weeks he can't do it right now um you don't have to designate them until they're ready to come back but if he's not going to be ready till week eight of the season if if he's not gonna be ready for six weeks you can just make it eight and have him be your player designated to return but if you bank on that then you can't have anybody else who leaves and comes back during the season
2: so that would be uh, cg anderson obviously he's going to be here um henderson uh, D'Angelo Henderson. That's who I was he looks great. Yeah, he looks, and that's a guy that y- you can't practice squat at this stage.
3: I no, I think he's looked too good in preseason. That if you try to do that, somebody's picking him up. I, I think know. he's it's your
1: number running two running back, though.
2: It's running, but he looked really good. He's a rookie, so he's there's a there's a high, well, at least a potentially high ceiling for something like that. Oh, someone is going to snatch him up immediately. As a matter of fact, I could see him as the number two to start the season, uh, just because he's he's really dynamic. Yeah, they, I think you guys seen.
1: are a little too high on him.
2: Jamal Charles, I guess I, we'll have to see.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll see this week on on him.
2: And then finally,
1: Ridley. Uh, well, well Ridley.
2: There's, yeah. there's a
3: couple guys still. You got Ridley and Jawan Thompson. Jawan Thompson, I don't think makes it. That's the one I the
2: think team. that his uh, his practice. Well, practice what his uh, special teams ability has kind of kept him around over yeah. the last. Uh, and few he's years, a, but he's a
1: solid running yeah, back. Don't running get me back. wrong, but I just think he finds a home somewhere else.
2: Either that or he's the guy that goes to the practice squad and you just risk whether they go I don't think we can practice squad him again. I, I think right. that's you, the problem.
3: How many years is he? Is this his second or third? I think this might be his third or fourth. If uh, it's yeah, his fourth, you
1: can't do it. If it's his third, I think you can. I think so. we've done
3: that the last. I think we've done that for three seasons because there was one season he spent basically the entire season yeah, on the practice right.
2: squad. And then two seasons we had to call him up
3: due Did to Did we injury.
1: mention that we're the worst damn sports show period? Yeah, no. That's yeah. why we, we don't can, know things like mm-hmm. this. Yeah, no.
2: <laughs> yeah, I spaced out during that conversation. Anyway. <laughs> so, do we got any more about the Broncos? Anything we want to touch on before that final preseason game? Uh, I know there's a lot going on. Tight end positions is another one that's weird. Uh, offensive line obviously starting to get settled. Garrett Bowles named to starting left tackle. Yeah, I think the big
3: thing for this preseason game, the the question that I've been asking myself is how much do we want to see the starting defense out there?
2: I want to hear. I want to literally see almost none of the starting anything. I mean, I know this is the the game you go out there and practice and or practice like you really try to establish some type of game plan. I think preseason is just well, a is, complete waste of time.
1: This is. <laughs> It's it's more about the week leading up, right? It's the install. It's the, this is what we're going to be doing on Wednesdays, and this is what we're going to be doing on Thursdays, and you need to be ready for this on Saturdays. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so um, I, think, I think I'd like to see the starting defense out there a little bit, being that it's a new scheme, and so they need to get comfortable with Vance and how he puts stuff in, and so they're ready week one uh, and make sure they're ready to go. But uh, other than that, I don't need to see a whole lot of them.
3: I, my my takeaway in a lot of discussions that I had with some other sports-minded people this morning was, I don't want to see if, – if they are in there past the first quarter, it's too long. Yeah. If they're in there past the first half of the first quarter, it might be yeah, too long. Yeah,
2: that's what I'm saying. Maybe the first series, just something just to get a few plays sure. on your belt and walk out because the, it's all about risk-reward, okay? The reward is that you get a little bit better in your cohesiveness in an actual quote-unquote game situation. The risk is you're going to lose someone for the season or for a few weeks even, uh, any type of injury. So I think risk, reward, just don't play them. Yeah, wait, keep them fresh. Keep them fresh for the first first game. Let's do this. Cool. This is our chance to uh, lay. it I brought to bring it up thick because I felt like music was not very loud. Okay. Last time. Okay. So uh, we are going to lay it on thick right now. Give some love to someone who might deserve I it. I feel or like something. just so
1: you know that we're all three going to do the same thing right here. Oh. So that's, that's, okay. <laughs> fire
2: away. Uh, who's wants to start? Not go ahead, Dubs.
1: No, I started last time. Did you? I can't <laughs> remember. I was angry last time. <laughs> you were. Angry. You were I was so in, angry. I was last in no
3: time. mood to lay it on thick for anything okay. at that point. Well, go ahead. Uh, you know what? I'm going to lay it on thick to the medical staff, the rehab staff for our Denver Broncos because they have been working hard to bring back Shaquille Barrett, which I think is huge. I think it's the fact that he's back in practice just this week. I know they'll take their time to get him ready for regular season. We won't see him in preseason at all. But the fact that they have brought him back ahead of schedule because he was one of those guys that they were saying he could be gone. Through mid October. And That's they're already drive. starting to work him back. He was so just in here the other day. I'm sure you saw. He was. He was doing uh, ice cream. He was stuff. slanging ice cream. Yeah. yeah. That's what he was doing in his off time. So, you know, that also. Dirty
1: as. <laughs> <laughs> also got to lay it on slanging thick. Slanging ice to, cream, baby. What can I do for <laughs> <it? laughs>
3: <laughs> Got to lay it on thick to that training staff now to get him back in game shape after all that ice cream. But yeah, I'm
2: excited about that. That, that makes me feel good. I would like to lay it on thick. Did I mention we still don't have a sponsor? I'd like to lay it on thick, to Colby's Harvest Snap Snap Crisps. The delicious snack that you can have for your kids, too, especially for back to school. They sell them in the 24-pack at Costco. These Snap Pea Crispy, the original green pea crisps, they're baked, lightly salted, so 50% less fat than your average potato chip and lots of plant energy. And, of course, best by December 20th, 2017. I, sorry, I was just reading the package. <laughs>
1: Wow, that I, was a hefty I, b- job right there.
2: <laughs> crisp. I can't tell if Steve is
3: actually trying to get us a sponsor. He's just hungry every yeah, time we come I don't in know. here.
0: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
2: No purchase necessary. BTW group. prohibited by law. See
0: terms and conditions 18 plus. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts, offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Yeah, so, yeah just a little bit fair. of this, a little bit of that. All right,
2: All
1: right cool. I, I want to lay it on thick for Nolan Arnato Yeah. Did you see that... Play he made last night. Yeah, it's impressive.
3: He's the throw from the third base rid- dugout.
1: Ridiculous. It's <laughs> the ball's above his head, at, like at the line. He gets it. He's just running into the other team's dugout, throws it all the way across the diamond, and gets the guy by like four steps. Like it wasn't even close. Then Duffy, the pitcher for the, for Kansas City, has a no-hitter going through five, six innings, and all of a sudden, just jack show, yard work, Nolan, gone. It's just amazing. The kid is out of this world, and if you watch the broadcast or listen to it on KOA, you, you know that they say this all the time. We've run out of ways to describe him. Yeah. Like, there is no – you can't – he's amazing. There's – be so good. And That's that, why I
3: love the hashtag on social media, just Nolan being
2: Nolan. They're like, we don't, we
3: don't got anything. I mean, so just don't have
1: it's anything that. else to say about him. I, he's so good.
2: What I like about that play is it's one of those plays where you see what is possible as it starts, but you just don't think it could, and you have enough time for it to be like, get the <laughs> OW! <out." laughs> <laughs> And because it, it's just it's that fast but that slow at the same time, so I agree. Nice choice. So nice is, choice.
1: Yeah, he's my lay on thick.
2: Indeed. Moving on to uh, oh yeah, I'll do the. Uh, yeah,
1: the, we got we got a lady that does that for us. What? The, the go
2: ahead. I know. I- <laughs> <laughs> Second topic. <laughs> You had heard that one though, so yeah, the lasers really really get me jacked. And There's going. the moo in there if you haven't heard. I too. did hear <laughs> that.
3: Yeah. I was
1: gonna say I was a little disappointed there was no uh, liner in there like you had from Stilly. Next time,
3: okay. Next time, I, I mean, I, I, mean, I could know. do
2: new ones every time, or we could just fall back on the old you clearing can, my throat. Listen, ones. if you,
1: if you want to put that much time, like I said, I heard about this podcast about seven minutes before it started today. <laughs> so if you want to put that much time in every week, go nuts, man. Do you? Okay, <laughs> all right.
3: Get ready. Uh, for topic two, we're uh, we're gonna change gears a little bit. I know we've talked a lot of baseball, we've talked a lot of football. We have on this not podcast. talked a lot of
1: baseball, okay? <laughs>
3: we've talked baseball <laughs> like Kyle. our first
1: two shows. Yeah, only because hey. I keep bringing it up because you guys don't care.
3: <laughs> it's not that we don't care. It's Not that we don't care. <laughs> we, don't care. we did just go on training on topic. Uh, But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna even shift completely different direction and we're gonna talk basketball, NBA, because there was a little bit of a big trade yesterday, and I want to. I'm curious on how what you guys uh, think about that and how it might affect the basketball franchise we have here in Denver.
1: We have a basketball franchise? We what? do. What? So, sh-
2: all right, so here's the question out of that trade, too. Does that make LeBron stay? Is LeBron going to stay?
1: Is it- so the trade we're talking about, Kyrie yeah. Irving, who said he wants out of Cleveland, gets traded, and it's amazing that they pulled this off to me, to the Boston Celtics for Isaiah Thomas, the guy he played in the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. They're swapping point guards and... The Cleveland Cavaliers get a number one overall pick from the Nets next year, from the Nets. which is might be the number one overall pick. I meant first round pick, but it might be the number yeah. one overall pick. Yeah. And then they get a couple. I, I don't want to call them bench players, but secondary players uh, in the trade as well. And so I, that's why the question is, you know, is being asked: Does this keep LeBron around? Now I know Isaiah Thomas, his contract is up this year. This is the last year of his contract. So before you answer that question, I think you got to tell me, do you get a deal done with Isaiah is kind of the big question that starts off there. If LeBron
2: stays, if Isaiah Thomas stays, this is a win for the Cavaliers. I think that's hands
1: down. Here's the thing for me. Even if they don't stay, I think it's a win for the Cavs. Because if you remember, they got Kyrie. After LeBron left, they went in the tank And then they got – that's how they drafted Kyrie Irving. Right. And so if they've got the Nets' number one pick next year, and then they both leave and they've got a top five pick the year after that, that's their own because they're terrible. That's how you build a team back, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It is, and that's another reason that I don't know how this affects the Denver Nuggets one way or another because ever since they have been just about the worst team in basketball a long time ago before Carmelo showed up onto the scene – They rarely got that pick, and when they finally did, it was the number three. Mm -hmm. And so if you remember that one, that was LeBron, Dwayne Wade, no, Melo no, no. Wait, wasn't it? No. It what was, was it?
1: It was this dude you've never heard of from Europe Um, <laughs> who, uh God, why am I forgetting his name? Do you
2: know that? Because the Buffalo Bills drafted him? No,
1: the Detroit <laughs> Pistons drafted him and the Pistons were always pissed that they didn't draft Mello because okay. the guy turned out to be a bust and they spent years trying to trade for Mello, And that's how we actually ended up trading Iverson to them for uh, uh Chauncey.
2: So I don't always have my facts right but that's because we, we are, are the worst stance show. Yeah. period. So what what my point is on this is like the Nuggets have kind of sent him Darko s-
1: Milicic. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> uh,
2: is the Nuggets have sentenced themselves to like mid-round draft pick hell for as long as we can remember. Like they just don't have a chance at that. But how is it th- like all these other teams I feel the NBA is just such. They've lost me so long time. Like I enjoy watching the games. Like I enjoy going to a game, especially that's like a lot of fun. But we know that the Nuggets aren't gonna win a championship. We know that any other team that's not named Cleveland Cavaliers or a Golden State Warriors or perhaps even some sneak in like the Celtics or something like that, because it just doesn't happen. It never has. There's no parity in, in the NBA. I mean, we had what was it like? Oh nine maybe. When when the Nuggets were,
3: I think George Carl was still the coach. We had oh, when they made the run, yeah, yeah when we, we the had, Western Conference, and we, and we had a team that we kind of built around Carmelo Anthony. We had you know Marcus Canby on that team. We had Kenyon Martin Kenyon. on that team. We had J.R. Smith on that team. So we had these guys that eventually went somewhere else and had massive success in with other teams. But we've never, I think, other than that moment, I can't think since then that the Nuggets have taken the time to build a team around somebody.
1: You know, they had some good years. There was a year with Ty Lawson that they were, God, I want to say, I don't want to say good. That's Because they didn't make it out of the
2: first round of the playoffs. But it's... they
1: didn't make it out of the first round of the playoffs. It was the year before the Warriors surprised everybody and went to the finals. And the Warriors beat us in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. And that was the best team I felt like we had had since you were talking 09. And uh, I, I don't know, man. I just, it's. It's really hard if you're not going to burn the whole thing down. And there's been a couple times that everybody has said, burn the whole thing down. And I just, I think they're on the rebuild now.
2: But don't you think it's weird that like as an NBA, even if you do burn the whole thing down and you are the worst team in the NBA, you still might not get that first pick? Yeah.
1: I mean, listen, you're, you're rolling the dice for sure. I think hockey is the sport that you're most likely to end up with somebody who is really freaking good if you get the top pick. Um, baseball, a little bit. I'd say like 50% of the time you do. Basketball, it is like 30% of the time that you end up with somebody who is as franchise changing, but it's just because there's only five people on the court.
2: And hockey is the most satisfying as far as a, a team sport to watch if your team is going to be in it because – it's not. It's not a out of the question at all that an eighth seed could win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. While in yeah. the NBA, it's totally like if you make the if it's it's so rare like that the Nuggets are used as an example of that happening. Like the first time that ever happened is an eighth seed actually beating the the top
1: seed. Here's it, here's the point I want to make. We're yeah. all Colorado kids. After DeKem and Temple left, there was that terrible lull where the Nuggets were just no good. Did you go to games, Steve? No. Yeah, did you go to games, Beardo? Mm, I got I got free to my dad got free tickets to those games. I never went to those games. Yeah, and so I think that Nuggets ownership got Carmelo started going to the playoffs. Thought that they could win legitimately. Said this is kind of cool. Look, our building is full like pretty much every night. People started going to the games. I know my friends call call it club nights. Friday and Saturday night Nugget games, you go show up in like the second quarter, you pre game drink at the game, and you just walk right down to town, right. get your drink on. And so I think that Nuggets ownership has said, Hey, this is this is kind of fun and it makes us money if we win like forty six games a year. And we're in the playoffs and we're the eighth seed or the seventh seed and just be entertaining enough that people want to show up. Don't go 13 and, you know, 70 or 69 or whatever it would be. Get Be good enough just to to matter and then people will show up. So
2: good enough is good enough, like when it comes to what we've done the last year. But then it hasn't been good enough. When's the last time we made the playoffs?
1: A couple of years ago, but that's, I mean, I said they're on the rebuild. You know, I think they've got a solid team now. And a solid and team were,
2: for us is someone that maybe can make the playoffs.
1: Right. And they were close last year to making the playoffs. They they lost it in the last couple of weeks.
2: So this big, dra- the, the, the trade that you were talking about, the question was, how does this affect the Nuggets and what the Nuggets could do? My answer to that is it affects us zero because those are both Eastern Conference teams and I don't I don't think that's going to light a fire for Denver to do anything.
1: And it, I think it affects a zero because if you sit there and you look at it, you say they're just trying to make the playoffs. They're not trying to win the West. They the, they're not they're not up to the Spurs or the Thunder or the Warriors. They're not up to their level.
2: Not even close. I mean, again, this I fall back on this all the time because anytime I rip on a Denver sports team, I do it out of love, right? Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Get out there and win some games because I would love to be proven wrong. But
1: can I, one more thing real quick. I know I've been talking a lot here, but I just feel like this is a whole lot like the Rockies conversation we had the other day. Yeah. You guys don't care. Like, it's just, like, Bronco fans are Bronco fans and Denver sports fans are Bronco fans. They don't care about the Nuggets. I mean, it's something to do once the Broncos season ends. That's it. Win
2: my love. Win it. Yeah. I was gonna say I
3: think people care about the Rockies this year, but the Nuggets are still on that, you know, the, the, and the Avs are going the same route. But that's what I'm saying.
1: Everybody's on this second tier, sure, sure, sure. and it's just everybody's just they just care about the Broncos. Now, that
2: is not necessarily true. We care about a winning team. Broncos are ingrained because they've right. had for so long, and so they've had a very they've had very few losing seasons. I know very few. And when it comes to uh, teams like the Rockies and the Nuggets. Losing seasons have been the norm. That, that That's you get more of those than you do winning seasons. I don't know the numbers in front of me, but I would guess that's true. There was a time during the 90s where uh, Coors Field was like the happiest place on earth, man. I loved going there. It we were-
1: still is. Go to a game, damn no, it. No, <laughs> it
2: is. It has returned. It has returned to its glory for this year. And uh, people, are, people are responding. You said people go to the games.
1: Oh, it's packed. Yeah. yeah. It's
2: packed. So that was your take. And uh, so win and the crowds will come. And that is the that is the Broncos. That is the Nuggets. No, that is that's the not the
1: Broncos. That's the thing. I was there during the Kyle Orton year when it was three and whatever. Well, or you four just said and whatever. the
2: year. The year.
1: I, I get what I get. What your point is? Okay. But if you don't support them, they they can't win. I mean, they're not going to spend money if they don't think you are going to show up.
2: It's it's got. It's, they got to start first, man.
1: I'm paying them. Okay. Right.
2: <laughs> and, and, and you got to remember the year of Orton,
3: even though we went, I think, eight and eight that year. No,
1: no, it's the year before I'm talking about. Year before, when you drafted oh, Von yeah, Miller yeah. that year, I think it was 2011. Okay. Yeah. we, yeah. we had the second and pick it was overall. Like, yeah. It was, I think it was three, no, maybe four and 12, three and.
2: Dark times. Three
1: and, and 13. But anyway. Yeah. So. Let's yell at some people.
2: All right. <laughs> That's how we wrap things up here on the Worst Damn Sports Show period. Once again, find us Worst Damn, iHeartRadio app, online, Twitter, uh, at Worst Damn. Who wants Which to start? I've,
1: I've enjoyed that, by the way. We've had some fun on there.
2: Yeah, we could use some more people. Uh, free followbacks. I actually followed back a bunch of people, like, following our, our Worst Damn uh, on my own accidentally. So I just randomly followed, like, <laughs> 20 know, people. It's like, whoops.
1: Personally, I hate when when, I, when people do that.
2: What, when follow you back? Followbacks. Like, people I, like to have an extra follower. <laughs>
1: They don't care.
2: We're off topic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not as much as you think.
3: <laughs> it's gonna tie back into my worst. All right. Clean we'll, we'll, us off. My worst is people on social media right now asking for follows and shares, all because of See? the lottery, the See? Powerball. Oh, you're talking about every, Brent Saunders. <laughs> I'm not naming names. I'm not calling people out because it's multiple people, but every time the Colorado or the, the Powerball jackpot reaches absurd levels like it is today the 700 million dollar jackpot i always see these people be like oh share and we'll share with you or retweet or blah blah no stop doing that like see, that's all you're doing because the chances of you actually winning are like one in 11.7 million so you're just you're just doing that to boost your followers be original although i will do it just because be hedge my bets right I mean, if you're one of those people <laughs> that didn't buy a ticket and you want a cut of the money, then yeah, probably. Okay. I mean, I, I still listen to this,
2: <laughs> Do you want to go next? Or you
3: want me to go worst. next?
1: I can go next. All right, fire away. Uh, my worst is John Jones. John Bone Jones. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I saw him. You're this the f- worst, you <laughs> f- bag. Idiot. Ruining everything for the second time. He got caught doing steroids, or I should say, Uh, impermissible drugs before his fight with Daniel Cormier. This is the second time that it's happened. He got caught once already. They rescheduled the fight and he got caught again. Now, I just have to read this. Uh, He maintained that he had not known that the off-brand Cialis pills, (laughs) which he claimed he was taking because he has a huge... That contained any banned substances. That was the first. That time. was the first time. That was the first time. <laughs> then he got caught again, I and I don't know pain. what he got caught for this time. Said. I don't think they've released it yet. But I hope it's more medication because you're a, f- <laughs> a I hate you.
2: My worst for today, uh, my worst is John Elway and his ability to pick quarterbacks. Oh,
1: oh. Listen, let's just uh, look at let look at the numbers, boy. Opinions let's- on this show do not reflect our of sports show period. Let's- for a minute they, yeah okay safe let- word safe word <laughs> Your opinions on the show uh, don't reflect everybody here on the worst damn sports show period they only reflect those who say it which in this case is steve burrell uh you can at him at st- <laughs> heart heart B, B. and you can email him at steve burrell at com. Yeah. go ahead
2: let's just look at the facts all right let's look at the, the sheer numbers since 2009 there have been four quarterbacks drafted in the first round that have not been named the starter by their second year Exactly four. Can you name any of them?
1: That's at iHeart Steve B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Those. I can name. I can name all of them. Okay, he drafted be... Dicert? No, dra- no, no, no,
2: no. In the first round, drafted in the first round in the all of the NFL, there have been four since 2009, oh. and that would be Tim Tebow, mm-hmm. Brady Quinn, Johnny Manziel, and Paxton Lynch. Out of those, we got two Browns. We got two Broncos. Out of all the quarterbacks that we've had over the last few years, the solution that we've tried to have, we've had uh, Kyle Orton in here. We got uh, Peyton Manning. That was a nice roll of the dice. Then after that, we got Brock Eiswaller, They tried to throw him like a billion dollars to stick around. He decided to go to Houston for a billion and one. Good for us. Like that was a lucky break. Then we got Paxton Lynch. We got Trevor Simeon in here.
1: You know he drafted Trevor Simeon. Right he now. did in
2: the seventh round, and that's great. That's our starter now. That's our seventh round guy who's, like, in my opinion, at the moment, prove me wrong. It's just a workable starter.
1: Listen, here's the thing. I know you're all spoiled because you're Broncos fans. Mm-hmm. I have been in the line waiting to get a franchise quarterback since Jim Kelly retired well, then in 1996. There's
2: going to be, one day, be one, one day when you're not going to bring up your <laughs> Buffalo Bills. Okay? I'm just that saying,
1: is- you motherfuckers <laughs> are so <laughs> spoiled, I can't even tell you. Do you know how many times it doesn't work drafting a quarterback? See Raiders, comma, Oakland, okay? Jamarcus Russell. Like There are so many times that it doesn't work out. Blake Bortles is about to take in Jacksonville like it doesn't always work out especially when you're not drafted in the top five you pick Paxton Lynch what 20th get over it it's fine it doesn't always work out
2: you know this was my time okay this was my time
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's at that's I heart
2: and that is our time here in the worst damn sports show period oh, what a beautiful segue I'd like to pause for a second Just, so good and we're done here yeah, thanks you, guys you ruined it it's uh, <laughs> at
1: worst damn hit us up